Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Sunday, April 4th, 2021, and happy Easter to everyone out there. Hopefully uh, everybody's waking up on this beautiful Sunday morning and finding a nice Easter basket full of chocolate and a bunch of uh, yummy stuff. Um, I know that uh, I may have just uh, snuck a chocolate bunny in this morning with my coffee uh, myself, so uh, you know, it is, you got to do what you got to do. It's that simple, but hope everyone has a great and a blessed day. It is, it is a definitely uh, a special day. I love Easter and uh, we're hoping also to have a lot of fun on our DFS slate today. We've got two distinctive uh, slates on in the NBA. We have a two game uh, slate for the afternoon and then one game doesn't exist. For some reason, they couldn't fit it into the schedule there. Uh, the Celtics-Charlotte uh, uh, game is not on uh, either either schedule. But then the main slate, uh, which starts at the regular time at 7, is a four-game slate. So we will review those six games on this podcast and get you ready for some serious takedowns on Easter. That would be uh, an easy one to remember. We could all talk about later. Remember the huge takedown on Easter. That would be fantastic. So that's what we're looking to do. And uh, we are going to go through these games, uh, go through some a couple of stats, some of the injuries. Right now, obviously, a, a lot of the guys sitting out for injuries, uh, for protocol COVID stuff. You know, there's all kinds of movement right now of uh, players in and out. And, you know, to have that edge and play the right ones in the right spots is the key. Uh, yesterday, we, you know, we had uh, both slates in baseball were winners. Uh, we, we did very well there. Uh, in basketball, a few things didn't work out. We, we skimmed by and get, uh, did get some, some cash winners. But uh, for the most part, the big, bigger tournaments in basketball just did not come through for us. We had a couple of players that just really disappointed uh, that, you know, Chandler Hutchison for one and, you know, a couple other guys too that just uh, Dean Wade. Good night, man. I was not a happy camper, but you know, when you take those younger guys that are just getting into the flow of things, they are going to have some really poor games. So uh, today's slate's interesting though. It, you know, there's enough, uh, variable choices in the evening slate to make it pretty uh, pretty wide open. But on this two-game early slate, it's a little bit more cut and dry. So uh, definitely join us in, at DFSCoachTalk.com. You can get in our Discord in a matter of minutes once you uh, sign up. And you can, uh, if you, you sign up this morning here, you can get in for both, uh, both slates. And what we provide is a coach's clipboard uh, for the uh, DraftKings, and it gives you five highlighted players and then a bunch of other players to choose from to complete your uh, your build. And then on FanDuel and Yahoo, we're giving complete hybrid lineups and a GPP on FanDuel as well. So we've got you covered. Uh, we have the best community in the business, some great pros out there that I really appreciate, especially uh, Andrew Hansen and, of course, uh, Josh Crash Davis, uh, and you know, also just want to put out a big thanks. It's, you know, it's a thankful kind of Sunday, and 
just super thankful for my team here at Coach Talk. It gets all the hard work done behind the scenes and, you know, with everything going on with the website and social media and uh, definitely couldn't do any of this without them. So uh, a big happy Easter and thank you out there also, uh, not just Andrew and Josh, but to Joe Stanton, Tyler Pitzer, uh, Brett Trimble, Dawson Sarvati, um, our whole team uh, really puts their heart and soul into it. And, uh, you know, we I'm extremely picky with who we build our team with. And I think we have the best of the best. So thank you to those guys. All right. Enough small talk. You guys tuned into this to hear some winners. So if you tuned in through YouTube, do me a giant favor. I'm going to give you a bunch of great plays, great builds here. Take five seconds. Hit on YouTube. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the subscribe and hit the alert bell. We really, really appreciate that. It helps us to move up the charts uh, and the all, beat the algorithms, if you will, uh, to get some more listeners in there. So we would really appreciate that. All right. Afternoon slate, two games, some uh, pretty cut and dry stuff here. The first game is at 2 Eastern. It's the Brooklyn uh, on the first night of a back-to-back against the Chicago Bulls. Brooklyn is minus three and a half, and the over-under is 225. We have uh, Brooklyn right now sitting at 34 and 15. The Bulls are 19 and 28. The probable starting lineups, and again, I highlight the word probable, is Kyrie, Bruce Brown, Joe Harris, Jeff Green, LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, you know, LaMarcus started, played a lot of minutes the first game out of the, the shoot. For Chicago, it is Sadoransky, Levine, who's probable, Patrick Williams, Thaddeus Young, and Vuk. Uh, that's the uh, perspective starting lineups. As far as pace goes, this is a, a good DFS game. We have uh, the eighth and ninth respective speed teams pace-wise, so we're going to get a lot of shots up. And then it, it also uh, gives more credence to this uh, particular uh, build because we've got poor defenses, 22 and 19. So that's just another reason why this is a solid game. Uh, like I said, we have Levine probable and Kobe White probable. Um, they both missed before and it created a lot of different minutes for that backcourt. Um, I think Sadoransky uh, still is going to get the start as it was before Kobe got hurt and Kobe sort of coming off the bench as a sixth man. Um, and then, uh, as far as the Brooklyn news, Harden is out, which is huge news. And, uh, for Chicago also Temple is out. So, you know, how does the Harden and KD still out? Obviously, you know, does Kyrie become a must play on this two game early slate? I say, yes, eat the chalk, eat a whole box of chalk. If you have to, uh, I just don't see how you play this two game slate without a very high usage Kyrie Irving with uh, Harden and KD out. Now, I know we don't have tons of sample size on these three guys in Brooklyn uh, playing together because there hasn't been many games where they're all available, but it's just inevitable in any of the combinations that happened the last few weeks. Who's ever the last man standing between those three all-stars um, usually has a great game, and Chicago's backcourt is not a strong defensive backcourt. So I'm starting my build with Kyrie. 
I think, uh, you know, with Harden out, you know, the 20 seconds of the 24 second shot clock and about 50 shots, <laughs> it seems like uh, Harden has the ball all the time. All of that opens up for the rest of these players. So not only should Kyrie benefit, but I, I think Bruce Brown is a very viable play here. I think Joe Harris is a nice play. Um, you know, I'm not willing to take the leap on LaMarcus Aldridge yet. I know that he played massive minutes for him in that first game with them, and he was the starting center. But I just, I need to see how this is going to play out. So I'm avoiding Aldridge. I'm avoiding Jordan, even Claxton, who we've gone to, and even Jeff Green. I just think there's five or six guys now uh, at the four or five spot that are going to share minutes. So on on the Brooklyn side, I like Kyrie's a lock. And then uh, looking for an option there with probably either Brown or Harris. On the Chicago side, you know, the, what I need to see on the news is, is there any limitation on Levine after missing the last game? If there's no limitation, uh, I think, you know, you've got to consider him uh, just because he's been on such a role. But if, you know, again, if we're expecting a little regression in minutes and usage because of the situation with him uh, being hurt a little bit this last game, then, you know, uh, don't want to spend up there. Uh, Sadoransky's been a constant and, you know, been decent, but he hasn't been phenomenal. And, you know, with Kobe White getting back into the mix there, not sure I want to take any shots there. If you need a super value play, for some reason, Patrick Williams is like one of the most disrespected guys in the league as far as pricing goes on both FanDuel and DraftKings. And he's, again, he's not going to break the slate, but uh, often five, six, seven X because his price is so incredibly low. So if you really need a plug-in go-to guy uh, in this situation, you know, it very well may be uh, a Patrick Williams for value. Uh, the, the guy that I like though, and I think I'm going to go there for the first time since he's become a Chicago Bull, is one of my favorite DFS targets, and that's Vuk. I think Vuk has uh, needed the week to get acclimated. He's played a much better game the last go-around. And I know there was a lot more uh, usage with Levine off the floor, and he benefited for that. But I'm still going to consider Vuk here, even if Levine's back. Um, I Again, with Brooklyn rotating several guys at the big, you know, Vuk's three point, all of them are going to have a weakness with guarding him. You know, Aldridge will be able to get out a little bit further on him. Um, but, you know, if it's Draymond or Clax, I'm not Draymond, but uh, uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan or Claxton, you know, a little bit tougher to guard him out there at three point range uh, for those guys. So I think Vuk's going to be uh, a very, very strong possibility for me uh, in this game, uh, really to correlate with Kyrie on the other side and the the jury's still out on Levine. All right. The second game in this two game early slate. Oh, by the way, uh, let's go over the statistics. I forgot that. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but Brooklyn on the first night of a back to back three and a half point favorite uh, at Chicago. And it's a 225 total. I did mention the pace. I did. Okay. So eight and nine and 22 and 19 defensively. All right. Lakers Clippers. Lakers are 31 and 18, Clippers 32 and 18. So, you know, uh, the Clippers have now caught the Lakers uh, with uh, no AD and and LeBron. They have 
pretty much come down to earth with a thud. Um, Clippers are 10.5 point favorites. How that hurts for the Lakers fans. 215 is the over-under. So low over-under with a big double-digit uh, favoritism. Very strange there. Pace not great. Lakers 17th, Clippers 25th, which is really hard to believe that they're that low. Uh, defense and is also good, though. Lakers first still, Clippers 11th. So, you know, certainly not the, the perfect match, and, and that's why I'm, I'm going to concentrate a little bit more with my bigger salary in that first game. Um, the other thing here, we've got Drummond questionable with that toenail that he lost. I doubt he plays. And uh, Matthews is also questionable. And the Clippers newly acquired Rondo. What a crazy matchup for him there. The Clippers, he is uh, questionable uh, to make his uh, debut with the team. So, you know, where do we go here? You know, do you go to the big bucks guys with Kawhi and George on the Clippers side? They're both uh, supposedly in. Um, you can go there. You know, my concern was spending the big bucks here, and you can't load up on the big dogs in that first game and then come back and, and have enough salary to load up on the big dogs in the second game. So I'm not going to go Kawhi and George for the big bucks because I think the Clippers win this game uh, fairly easily. I'm not going to call for a blowout, but I think fairly easily enough. And uh, I'm going to look at the, the next flight down without having to dumpster dive on this afternoon slate. I think Schroeder is a good play. Kuzma, and now that Morris is back, uh, all in play. Uh, for the Clippers side, Reggie Jackson's been you know, logging a good piece of minutes at the point. Terrence Mann's been very effective uh, off the bench. And then the other Morris, the one I like even better, is Marcus. So there is the potential I could have twin Morrises uh, on my roster today, which is pretty weird. But uh, I, I do favor Marcus over Markeith, but they're both in play. Uh, Zubats, you know, a little disappointing last game. Um, not sure if I want to go that direction now that his price has come up a little bit. Uh, and there's just some, some really inconsistency there uh, that I'm not crazy about. So, uh, again, you know, I think there's some nice mid-level value play in this game to fill out uh, some of the studs from that first game. And hopefully uh, that brings home the bacon for you on that afternoon slate. All right, we're going to move to the four-game um, slate. Again, Charlotte-Boston's not on either one, so we're not going to review that game because unless you play it solo, you really can't play it. So we're going to go on to the main slate, which starts at 7 Eastern. First game is the Memphis Grizzlies at 23-23. and 23. Double lucky number there. That's sort of cool. Philadelphia is 34 and 15. We have Philly on the second night of a back-to-back, -back, and Joel Embiid just came back the, yesterday. So he is listed as questionable. That's the only designation I have listed for this game, and that ends up being massively important to know. Philly's a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and it's a 224 over-under. I think the fact that it's only a three-and-a-half-point favorite for Philly in Philly think Vegas is anticipating Joel doesn't play. That's just my gut, but we have to see what that news is uh, coming up uh, as the morning goes on. Um, problem here, though, is uh, you've got that, that dual 
confusion. You've got great uh, speed, but great defense. We're seventh and fifth in pace, but seventh and second in defense. So what wins out here is going to be the question. And again, I say this all the time with Philly. When when uh, Embiid's on the floor, they are a top one or two defense, in my opinion. But when he's not on the floor, they're still better than average, but you know lower in the top 10 uh, for sure, even maybe a few spots lower than that. So the key news is Embiid. You know, that's going to really dictate how you fill out your lineup here. I think uh, Joe Val is in play if Embiid sits, uh, but not if he plays. Um, you know, you've got Ben Simmons, but he's he's pricey. I think he fits here. Um, if Embiid's out, Tobias Harris had been very strong when he was out. But if he's in, uh, you know, his sal- salary is still elevated from when uh, Embiid was out. Uh, secondary guys from Memphis that are always in play just because of the minutes, Dylan Brooks, uh, Kyle Anderson, and maybe even a little Brandon Clark. But not crazy about this game, even though it has a decent pace. Just think the defense is strong here, uh, and and we really can't get you know down and dirty with this game until we know if Embiid's playing or not. And if he is playing, is it a minute's uh, limit? So that news is important to find out. And if you want to stay on top of that with us, I mean, certainly follow us on Twitter and uh, I, uh, we're at DFS Co- Coach Talk. Um, I'm at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic. Uh, but the best bet is come and join us at DFSCoachTalk.com. You can get a membership for as little as three days for $10. That's it. Uh, check us out. See what you think. Or you know, all kinds of good options here. We still have the the uh, if you join betus.com.pa, use the promo code Coach Talk, you can get uh, 60 days, two full free months membership with Coach Talk, and just let us know that that deposit was made in betus.com.pa, and then use the 149 you deposit there to play uh, on the games, props, whatever uh, you like to wager on. So that option is there. We also have our Major League Baseball act all access that goes from now until November 1st. So it is a great price. And just because it states it's the MLB act all access, that just means the time frame that your membership is. The, the unique thing here at Coach Talk is when you get a membership with us, regardless if it's the three-day or one of the me- uh, other options that we have set up, you get everything we have, all of our, our podcasts, all of our content, everything in chat, all of our lineups for all four major sports. And we're we are today's a perfect example of we're all over three of, of those four. We're putting out uh, multiple baseball and, and basketball lineups today, and we're riding this hot golf weekend-only squad into today's uh, – uh, play uh, golf-wise, and we have some great chances at takedown. So fingers will be crossed as we're trying to watch uh, basketball, baseball, and golf at the same time. That's becomes a little bit tough. But uh, we'd love to have you. And again, I say that because this kind of information with Embiid is very key. Uh, we're on this stuff like a hawk. The second the news comes out, it's being put in our Discord. We're adjusting lineups. And uh, we're making sure that we can completely maximize to try to get to that optimal lineup. 
You know, so also, you know, what we're doing and, and it's become a necessity if you want to smash uh, DFS right now in basketball, you have to plan for some maneuvering as the the slate goes on. So in this evening slate, the first game starts at seven and then we have uh, a seven thirty and eight and a ten o'clock. So you got to be careful. You know, if you pull one of those ten o'clock spots to roster somebody that's uh, like a Draymond Green that we don't know for sure if he's going to play or not. And then it just comes down to that one game. You have to have a plan in place, whether it's flopping for, for somebody else on Golden State, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, I just used his, him as an example. Let me change that. Let me use Michael Carter-Williams because it's Orlando-Denver that's the late game. We don't know if he's going to play, but have a plan is what I'm trying to say. So you don't just come to that game, he's ruled out, and then there's nobody to switch to or et cetera. But what we'll do is in our main lineups, we may build somebody like that in there. Kem Birch, who's who's questionable. If we do build them in, we're going to have a plan. You know, we're going to be able to take, for example, Birch and Bacon out, put Barton and um, maybe, you know, PJ Dozier or something in. But the bottom line is we'll have a plan to do that. So that is huge. And it goes on throughout the night. So the days of once you have your lineup locked and in, uh, you know, you can just sort of go about your business. Now, it is that way pretty much with baseball, unless you have a weather situation. But basketball, in these days, you've got to follow it throughout if you want to maximize. You've got to be able to do swap uh, when, you ha- when you need to. And not like the old days, you can do swap on all of the main pl- uh, places like DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. So just an important element that uh, we definitely want uh, you to know that you'll get here at Coach Talk. All right, the second game is 7.30. It's, it's Golden State 23-26 and 26 at the Atlanta Hawks, 25-24. and 24. Golden State is a two-point favorite. The over-under is 226.5. Probable lineups for Golden State right now are Curry, Wiggins, Oubre, the questionable uh, Draymond, and Wiseman. Um, for Atlanta, Trey Young, who is also not 100% into this game, he is actually listed as questionable with that sore knee. Uh, Bogdanovich, uh, Herter, Hill, and Capella, uh, that's who they're looking at at this point. So we've got Golden State, the second fastest team in the league, and Atlanta all the way down to 28th. Nobody would believe that, but since Nate McMillan has taken over that team, they've been winning like crazy, and they've been doing it in two ways. They're slowing the pace down and controlling things in the half-court set, and they're playing much better defense. So definitely a pace down for Golden State, but a pace up for Atlanta. Defensively, Golden State's ninth. Atlanta still not completely out of the doldrums, but there are up to 25th defensively. Hopefully that uh, continues to increase. As far as injuries, there's a boatload of them here. We have... um, Draymond Green, questionable. Curry is in right now. He is listed as in. They've already announced it. So let's hope that that continues. Uh, We know Hunter is still out. And then if I could read my own uh, writing here, what does this say? Um, Pascal is out. So those are quite a few guys there. Gallinari's questionable. It does say that uh, Trey Young is probable. So I think after sitting this last game, 
he should be able to to come back and get some run. And we already mentioned uh, Draymond is questionable. So a lot of news here to to in this game to figure out. But you know, Curry rested. It doesn't say anything about a, a minutes limit. I think is a very strong play. He may be one of the better pay up options here. I know Atlanta's playing better defense, but with Trey in there, uh, you know he is not a good defender. So uh, I think you're going to have some tougher D on him, uh, on Curry uh, at times. But for the majority of the time, I think he should get pretty free reign and. They got beat by 50 last time out Golden State. So I think they're going to come out with a chip on their shoulder. I think Curry's going to be firing the ball. And I think that he is a good option in this game. Um, I think I'm not interested in uh, Wiggins. I think Ubre is a little overpriced. Uh, you know, Weissman's okay, but not, I, I don't like him uh, really just going head to head with Capella. And then there's a lot of good, you know, guys that come off the bench. We know Poole but, uh, has played well, but his price now has gone up from when Curry was out. So it makes it a little bit tougher there. So I'm not real thrilled with the depth here on the Golden State side, and it is a pace down. I'm more excited about the Atlanta side because it's such a pace up. And, you know, Trey Young, even though he was playing injured the game before last, he went absolutely crazy in the fourth quarter in overtime for them to win that game. So I think he's also in play. You know, if you want to go the Curry, Trey Young duo there, they're both lower 5% uh, defensive uh, DRPM uh, players in this league at points. So you would think they're going to feed off of each other for points uh, up and down the floor. Bogdanovich has, has gone 10x, 12x, and I think 9x three games in a row. Uh, Andrew Hansen had called that before it even started happening. So uh, a lot of uh, our members are calling Andrew Dr. Bogey now. So, and he, de- he deserves it because it's been fantastic, uh, fantastic spot. But hopefully Andrew's busy with the kids at Easter finding eggs and everything because I don't want him to hear this. But I'm going to fade Bogey today because I think he's going to be too heavy of chalk for Everybody wanting to jump on that bandwagon. And I, I think he's going to be overowned. And with Trey back, you know, I'm not sure that he gets, uh, you know, all the monster usage that he has been getting. And I, I, I think that's pretty obvious. Plus, you know, Kevin Herter's in there because uh, Hunter's still out. Solomon Hill is in there because the other piece of news that I didn't mention yet, which is huge, is John Collins is out. So, you know, that that's big. Um is that that changes all of that usage? It, it uh, definitely elevates Young, and what it does is make Clint Capella one of the, my favorite centers on the slate, uh, just because you know call, he does share some center time with Collins, which he won't have to do now, and Collins certainly scoops a few of those rebounds and such that uh, you know is pulled away from Capella. So Capella in a game like this. Um, you know, with a, a good pace up, should have a lot of opportunities at rebounds and blocks. And I know he's a little costly, but I think he's well worth it on this slate. All right, two games left. We've got two two down, two to go for the evening slate. We have the New Orleans Pelicans at 21 and 27, the Houston Rockets at 13 and 35. Houston right now is a five-point, or I'm sorry, New Orleans is a five-point favorite. 
and it's a 222 and a half. Uh, you've got pace of play, New Orleans 19th, Houston 6th, so pace up for the Pels. Defense is nice, New Orleans 28th, so we can attack that with some of these Houston guys. And Houston in the middle of the pack at 14, uh, which at one time that was all the way up to 5. So they have definitely slid down the charts on that side of the, of, uh, the ball. Um, as far as uh, knowledge of this game, it's all questionable. Ingram, Ball, Zion, I don't know if you've heard of any of those three. They're all questionable. So obviously, how do you how do you break down a game and game script when the three best players from the other team are 50-50 to play or sit? Uh, Lewis, uh, Kyra Lewis Jr. is uh, out for this game, uh, playing those monster minutes. He and, and Alexander Walker the last couple of games, I think uh, Kyra may have tweaked something. Um, the other big news is uh, John Wall is out for Houston. So... How do we determine this game? I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it because we have to get back together on this one on Twitter or Discord because, you know, you need to, you, you don't just need to, you have to know the news on all these Pell guys before you determine what you're going to do. I'll just say, obviously, Nikhil Alexander Walker is the key play if they all sit. Um, if they are all back, I'd fade, I'd fade Walker because he's played, you know, 40 minutes the last couple of games. And then, you know, whoever's in, if it's just one or two of the guys, then they're certainly playable. Houston's defense, like I say, has continued to go downhill. And, you know, it's a, it's a really nice pace up. So uh, we got to see if they're in. We got to see if they have a minutes restriction. The, the guy that I'm least likely to go for is Lonzo Ball because he's been out the longest. His injury was the most serious. So I'm already eliminating him. Uh, don't need to go to Bledsoe with, with probably more of these guys back. But the two key guys I'm circling, and I expect if they do play, it will be without restrictions, but we have to confirm that. And that's, of course, the big money guys, Ingram and Williamson. So if only one of them's in, it's an easy plug and play. If they're both in, then I need to give it some consideration and see if if they're playing full minutes. So that's how the Pell side will, will pan out uh, depending on uh, you know, their status on the Houston side. When Kevin Porter plays point, uh, he does very well. And with John Wall out, his usage flies up the charts. Uh, he just, you know, his price is still certainly way up there compared to where it was, but it's still very uh, usable in a lineup build because it's not through the roof. It's uh, it's reasonable. Uh, Sterling Brown is a decent play at a cheap number. Um, you know, Christian Wood has been absolutely fantastic. So he's, you know, I, I'm probably not going to play him, but I'm not going to say not to play him. He's playing that well. Uh, I just think that uh, I'm not going to have the salary to move up to that spot. But, uh, you know, I think that he's certainly somebody to consider. He could have be the high scorer in this game, uh, depending on who's in and out. So, you know, if you do have that extra salary and you didn't go for somebody in one of the earlier couple games, what is a consideration? I have a tendency to look more at Porter and Brown and even House just a smidgen, depending on what the other side of the ball looks like. So I definitely want exposure here. You know, I think that that 222 and a half number is fair. And I think, you, you know, you're going to need a guy or two from this game to get to that optimal lineup. All right. 
last game on the slate. It is 10 o'clock, two hours later than any other game. So we're going to be sitting there waiting for this game. Uh, we're not doing an after-hour slate tonight on Coach Talk. So this game will have the players, hopefully, that will either get us over the top or not play well, very well, and we'll, we'll be where we are, and hopefully that, that's enough to hold on. But right now, you've got Orlando on the second night of a back-to-back, so that is a little bit of a concern. Uh, and here's the problem. 15.5-point favorite, Denver. And we know Orlando just got their absolute clocks cleaned yesterday. Uh, so, you know, how are they going to react to that? The, you know, the bad news for them is the over-under from Vegas is only 215.5. So we're talking about Vegas has Orlando basically not breaking 100. So, you know, that is a concern. If it blows out, as we saw, uh, you know, we warned yesterday there were potential for some blowouts, but we had a couple 50-point and 40-point type blowouts, which is a little unusual for the NBA. This game certainly could be one of those. So, you know, you have to roster at your own risk here because uh, you may only get limited minutes for some of these guys. But you know, we need the news on a lot of them. We know Monte Morris for Denver is questionable. Um, you know, that's something we still need to, to see. But it, listen to the questionable list for Orlando. It's it's pretty comical, sad, really. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams, Kem Birch, Gary Harris, uh, Otto Porter, Mo Bamba, um, Kareem Moore, and Anthony, not Carmelo, but all those guys are either hurt, uh, more than likely out, or possibly playing. So what does that leave us? It leaves us basically uh, the core of the squad being Chase and Randall, Dwayne Bacon, um, James Ennis, and Chuma Okiki uh, as the most like, uh, you know, highest usage guys that remain. Um I think they're all possibilities. Obviously, we need to see what the news is. You know, if Carter Williams is out again, Jason Randall's not good, but he's going to get a lot of minutes. Dwayne Bacon takes the big shots. I think Chuma Okiki is definitely in play. His price is high, higher than it should be, but he's a key guy. He's, I think, they're, you know, one of the guys they're building around going forward. He certainly has uh, a nice game. And James Ennis is a crafty vet. Hasn't been playing monster minutes, though, so beware of that. But if there are super shorthanded like that, you can consider them. On the Denver side, again, it's, you know, the risk-reward aspect here. If Orlando decides they're going to play and keep it close enough, Denver could have some guys just murder the slate here. But if it does blow out, you know, I would assume they're going to not push their guys. And, you know, then then it's difficult. But you know, Jamal Murray hit and miss lately, and now that Morris is questionable, if he is back, that will take a few more minutes at point. Although uh, Composo's been playing a lot of point as well, so not too thrilled with that spot. Uh, will Barton has been steady. There's no question about it. But, you know, Aaron Gordon coming there has really changed the complexion of this team. It has actually gone from... Uh, you know, a team that we would really be able to zone in on a few of these guys and and put them in the in the build, but all of a sudden now, you know, you see some regression from some of the other guys with the addition of Gordon because he does handle the ball, his assist 
uh, ratio is up and it's you know it's better than anything they had at that position it's not even comparable to Millsap and Jermichael Green and those guys that were playing in that spot um, you know it has elevated the level of the Nuggets but now you've got Gordon Porter and the Joker so you've got three studs there and then Jamal Murray when he shoots well you know so you're getting a lot of sharing of usage you're seeing a little bit of the rebound and assist rate go down from the Joker and that's not that he can't throw one of his 60 point games on the board but I just don't feel those you know blow it out the doors 80 point games that he has put up on occasion uh, DFS wise because of that Porter's increased uh, just day over day increased uh, offensive output and then Gordon uh, just filling all those gaps um, you know where where they didn't have anybody doing some of those uh, things that that Jokic does and so he was forced to do it now he can sort of share the ball and and uh, get a little bit of a break there like I say I think it's a great move it was a great move for Denver I think it's going to make them very dangerous in the west but for DFS purposes it's a small step back uh, in my mind. So uh, not crazy about this game. Would like to have a little exposure uh, and want to see if any other news breaks to see if we do get uh, a little bit of uh, you know possibilities here or value to open up. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, that hopefully gives you a good feel for this, uh, both the two-game afternoon and four-game main slate. Uh, specifically on DraftKings and FanDuel. And, uh, you know, hopefully everybody has a great Easter. Uh, It's a blessed day for sure. Wish everyone and their families a great day. And why not, just for the heck of it, have some nice takedowns in DFS? You can't beat it. All right, we have an exciting week coming up this week. Andrew and I will be uh, uh, back tomorrow uh, breaking everything down. This is Masters Week in golf, so one of my favorite uh, sporting events. So we have a, a great Masters contest here at uh, for our members. So you want to jump in there. Um, beat DMJO it lives in Augusta. He's got us some really cool uh, Masters uh, merch, if you will, uh, including some Pro V1 Masters golf balls. We're going to be giving those away uh, to members with this uh, exclusive contest. And then, of course, we have baseball and basketball every day. So it's going to be a very full week here at Coach Talk. We'd love to have you join us. Just go to DFSCoachTalk.com to sign up, and we'll be looking for you. So for the entire team here at DFS Coach Talk, we wish you a happy Easter and a takedown day. So we will see you again tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.